Hey, this is Abby, and I'm here with my friend Sarah. We will be talking about the First Amendment rights in the classroom and discussing freedom of expression, freedom of speech, the First Amendment, freedom of association, censorship, and things like that. So first up, we're going to be talking about um, student dress codes and how it differs between boys versus girls. And I think we experience that a lot in our high school, especially going to a public southern school where girls were scolded for wearing certain things that were maybe considered slightly inappropriate or disruptive and they got in trouble for it. I know I got in trouble with student dress code all the time because, you know, some like student some kids got away with it and some people didn't, but most of the time boys didn't get in trouble for I anything. Know, one time, like I got in trouble multiple times for like the smallest rip in my jeans mm-hmm. that didn't even show skin, but during one of the like volleyball games, the a bunch of football players cut jean shorts. And mm-hmm. They were wearing like really short jean shorts. Yeah, they were like wearing like Daisy Dukes, but like guys' version, and I then guess. Ripped up shirts, and they did not get in trouble for it. Yeah, and like, I hate how that's that's. I guess that's the biggest argument within that whole topic is how girls are punished and boys aren't equally punished. This article I read on that topic the other day talks about how, um, like, students just want to be able to show, like, to be able to show their style and, like, show off their um, personalities and stuff and express themselves through the way that they dress, but administrators are convinced that it's disruptive to, like, learning and that kind of thing, but you have to take into account, like, why is it our fault that boys are being distracted when they should be just doing better to focus instead exactly. of focusing I on this. At the end of the day, if you're concerned with how someone's dressing, like if that's going to distract you from an education, then that's like a personal problem. Mm-hmm. Like there's no dress code in college. Yeah, exactly. Like at our college. So there's really no point of there being a dress code in high school. Yeah, exactly. Another interesting article I read about school dress codes is about the role of dress code policies and it's by Jane Workman and Beth Freeberg and it talks about how some schools had to change their dress codes to have uniforms and stuff because school like students were getting um a bunch of their stuff stolen and I've never thought about that like thankful we never had that issue to where we had to wear uniforms but also we didn't have our stuff stolen so like that's a plus two, but <laughs> both of them were bonuses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thankfully. So piggybacking off of the discussion of different cultures, when talking about freedom of association in the classroom, um, you can talk about faith, family, um, cultures, obviously, clubs, organizations, that kind of thing. Um, and in our high school, we experienced a form of this and that a group of LGBTQ students who were wanting to form a club but were not allowed to yet other um, religious clubs and that sort of thing were allowed to be formed and it just was not very fair or equal at all and the kids were not happy a lot of them were some of our close friends as well and it was just very sad but it was something kind of expected I guess in the southern Baptist community I think the thing is, the biggest argument was that FCA got to be a club, which is a Christian club, I guess. 
and I mean, I was a part of FCA, but I just didn't understand why, if one group of people could express their views and their beliefs, why couldn't another group mm-hmm. express their views? Yeah. Or anything like like that? not everybody has the same opinions, and that's okay. And ev- but everybody should be able to have the same opportunity to express them. That's literally what America was made off of. So I think that it should be important to all schools to implement that idea and those values within our clubs and organizations and all that kind of stuff. So I agree. Another thing discussed when talking about the First Amendment in the classroom, that sort of thing is censorship. And I think to first talk about it, you got to understand what it actually means. And so basically it's like the suppression of an idea or image because it offends or hurts somebody else or threatens someone. So it's a lot of times taken in the way that it is attempted to suppress like people's speeches and, you know, works and things like that because they disagree with it or they don't, you know, think that other people should hear about it. And sometimes that is true and I agree, like sometimes there are things that we should should censor out within the school system and books and that kind of thing. But lots of things I think are good to know about in order to know how to grow from that. You know, like we're not going to know where to go if we don't know where we came from and how to grow out of that and out of the negativity and the bad and like all of that kind of stuff. On um, the website I was on the other day for the National Coalition Against Censorship, one of the disadvantages it talks about is the harm it does to like teachers and their resources and flexibility within their lessons and that kind of thing, how they can reach students, how they can do that. Because like, a lot of censorship is designed for websites as well. You know, certain, like, certain schools can't, won't let students use certain websites for things. And while that is a, like, a good idea, you know, so students can't use things like Wikipedia or, you know, blog, like, blogs written by 12-year-olds, that's smart. But there are other things that are still beneficial within those things, you know, to use as your resources as well. And I think that, you know, censorship is taken to such a whole new level especially in our society today with cancel culture and like oh my gosh delete that da, 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 because it offends so so and so but something's always going to offend somebody and like it's so hard in today's day and age to figure out things that don't offend at least one person I think in the world all right so that's all we have time for on today's episode talking about First Amendments in the schools. Thank you, Sarah, for being a special guest and talking about our personal um, experiences within our high school. And I hope some people learned some stuff about the First Amendment and those rights within our classrooms.